I said, Brandon, help me understand really what you do. Cause there's a technical aspect to it. That's what I think attracts me also. I mean, it's the music I love, but if you can understand like the sound waves and everything else and how you're mixing in and what the buttons start to do, you're like, oh, I get it. So there's patterns here and I can do this and X, Y, and Z. So Brandon and I spent that night, the first three hours he did left, he showed me how to mix from the right. So we would just kind of be doing these things and playing music and having you know fun. And then the last hour he says, you should do it yourself. So that's what I did for the last hour. And it is so like that state of flow that you just get into it and you lose all track of time, right? Like all of a sudden, and that to me was like, oh, this, I can see where this is. And then of course I make the joke, like, oh, I'm not gonna DJ, this was fun, but ha ha ha. And uh, another friend that was with us said, famous last words, Julia. Listen, I'll, I'll readily admit I'm not very cool. I'm, I am well beyond my years to attempt to be cool. But the thing is, I have friends who are cool, and today's guest is very cool. Um, Julia Fallon is a friend of mine. I've, I've known Julia for probably 10 years, um, mostly through our connections online, although we've, we've connected face-to-face on occasion. And we, uh, we have a, a, a nice relationship in that we kind of kibitz back and forth a little bit uh, about our age, although we are not that far apart in age. Um, I, I have uh, demonstrated to her sometimes that I am actually quite a bit older in terms of my taste of music in particular, among other things. And, and yet here's Julia, super cool, into, into DJing. And uh, the, the story goes, uh, I was sent a message saying, check out uh, this person on Twitch. And I click and there's DJ, and there's a Julia. DJing, this is something I know little about at all. Um, and so I was very uh, anxious to reach out to Julia and see if she would share with me how she got into DJing. And it's a fascinating story. I think um, in particular, what I love about Julia's share is uh, the connection to community, something I'm, I am passionate about. I get that, totally get that. I don't know if I get the DJing part of it as much, but I certainly get the the DJing part or the community part, which she shares um, in our conversation. So enjoy my conversation with, um, I think it's Agulia. I, I, I can't pronounce her actual DJ name. She'll share it with you. <laughs> enjoy our conversation. I um, currently am professionally the executive director for the State Educational Technology Directors Association, also known as CETA. That's what we're known as out there. Um, we represent... Um, state level folks that work in departments of ed around digital learning and educational technology. Um, I am not unfamiliar with the organization. I actually, um, this this month actually in New Orleans will be my 18th year where I've actually attended a, a CETA event. Um, I was a state member. I used to work for the Washington State Office of Superintendent of Public Instruction, which for everybody else that's the Department of Ed in our state, we just happen to have an elected official. That's why we have some fancy name. Um, but I was doing educational technology, IT program development, um, some stuff in Title II Part A, which is part of the federal act here in the United States around teacher prep and professional learning and whatnot, and did that for 17 years. Um, and this position came open and some folks nudged me hard um, and I decided to do it and then decided to make the jump. So I, I love what I do. So I love the fact that like all of my experiences has played in this, this position and 
I love the mission of CETA. We're a small but mighty group and uh, we have a lot of influence. So we try to use it wisely and everything else. So yeah, that's the 32nd. Been in ed tech for a while. Before that was post-secondary. Yeah. So, yeah. And do you, do you remember the first time we met? In person? Was it no, at Educon? No, no, no. Yeah, that, I don't know if the first time in person, but the first time we connected, maybe that's a better say. Do, do you remember? No. Do you? I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> now there's a it was, it was, um, and I can't remember, it was Darren Hudgens' event in Portland. And oh, Chris I see Lehman, Chris Lehman was presenting and you, I don't even, I think you and I were both watching it on live stream and we had a little bit of a, like we, we had a little bit of a back and forth, like sort of a friendly, uh, like Banter. not a debate. Yeah. But like we were, it was more than bad. Like it was like, we kind of had some disagreement. I, I just remember it being like, Oh, this person's interesting. They're like, I don't even know you. And yet you're willing to sort of go toe to toe, yep. uh, in a live stream chat in a very civil way. And yes. I don't remember even what the, what that was. Out, but it was we like, weren't okay. having a flame war as they would call it. Back no, then. no, but it was, <laughs> but it was, it was discourse. <laughs> exact. There's that's the way to phrase it. Some lively discourse in which I thought, oh, okay, this is an interesting person. Cause they actually have a, uh, you know, a, a strong opinion and a belief and, and anyway, and then, um, yeah. And then we met, uh, and then we did, Matt, and we and we have. I think we we're all thinking of the same story where yeah. uh, you made a reference about my age, and I took it to mean you thought I was younger <laughs> than I looked, but it was actually the other way around. And I didn't, I didn't clue into that until like no, a day there or was two this. Later. So, so that, and again, as I think you know, there was some sort of this back conversation about how old is he because like he talks about sweater vests and the type of music you're listening to and naps and. You know, it was just, and your kids were grown in some ways, right? And we were right. just like, we, we couldn't do it. And I remember having the opportunity, you were sitting next to me. I think you had your license right. in your hand or something. I'm like, give that right. to me. And of course, you know, that I look at everybody That's down right. this, this thing, like. He's got to be a billion years old, like with all this stuff, it just is adding up. The guy's like 75 and it was like, he's 47. That doesn't make sense. And yeah, and so anyways, I, I took it as a compliment, but I yeah. shouldn't have, but that's okay. <laughs> but anyway, but that's actually a nice segue into what it we is. want to talk about because it was, and, and I've had this reputation online of, of listening to old man music, like I like the Eagles and I like Chicago and other people. And I and we I also accounted for the fact that you live in, in Canada and sometimes we always joke around, things are just take a little longer to get to take Canada. Take a little longer, so right. <laughs> we don't know about this whole DJ movement here in Canada. Like oh no, there's definitely a when, DJ. One day it'll come, but, but, but anyway. <laughs> um, and so that, I mean, and I, you know, it's funny because I think about, I think about the weird connections I have with a lot of people and there's, and the, I have a lot of these weird origin stories. Like that's my Julia Fallon origin story of like how I know her. Well, I can tell you a lot of, so which I think, which I always like, I just like having a weird connection, but, but so anyways, you go on and, and we stay connected in, mm -hmm. in, you know, various ways. And I see you in your role at the state level with CETA and, and we probably interacted various different conferences throughout over the years. And then I get, uh, I get a weird message from our friend, uh, John uh, Peterson, who says, take a look at what this is. <laughs> he sends me a link to a Twitch video <laughs> in which you are like in full, I don't want to say regalia, because I'm not sure there was a, there's a real outfit. There's lights it, and I have a yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, like a whole thing. Yep. And it's like, DJ, I don't know if you have a DJ name. Is that like, I do. Yeah, what, what is it? <laughs> it's Alug. Um, okay. A I 
G-U-L-O-O-G, which is Gulia backwards, because my nickname is Julia Gulia. And it was just happened to be my gamer handle. And when I was on Twitch, that's what I used and it stuck. So I I didn't want to change it. So now the question is, let's back up. Let's back up. <laughs> How did I get there? <laughs> How in the world did you get from uh, Julia, the state level uh, ed tech person to, I mean, not that they're mutually exclusive, but Right. But yeah, like what? Well, but it is strange happened? because it, I'm not that I'm trying to keep them separate, but it's it's a different space. Does it make sense? Um, well, that's and that's probably why you're attracted to it because it is different. It is different, but I have to say, so I'm somebody that have, has loved um, what they call house music. So it's like dance music, um, club music from when I was a kid, right? Um, and uh, I lived in New York. I went to high school in New York, I went to high school in New York when I was just coming out, like I literally like the origin of that music is built in. And um, I've always listened to it. And I'm always the one that's cranking stuff up. I'm always making playlists. You know what I mean? Whether it was like old mixtapes back in the day, but then, you know, Spotify just makes it a hundred thousand times easier. Right. And you're doing all that kind of stuff. And for me, music has just been a part of my life. So when, um, before the pandemic, the summer before the pandemic, a CETA colleague, so I, I represent Washington, it was my CETA colleague and good friend in Idaho, flips me a song knowing that I like this music, right? You should listen to this group. You'd like this song. And, and he flips me, a, the song is called Drinky by Sophie Tucker. And I put it, you know, I'm like, oh, this sounds interesting. It's kind of got a world vibe with music, you know, like house music and everything else. But let me put them on my bands in town app so that when they come through, I'll check them out, right? Because if, if they're small enough, it's nice. I like smaller venues to see things versus, you know, big giant shows. And I'm not a club person anymore. Like, you know, I feel like that's not my space. Every once in a while I'll go in there. But um, so when the pandemic hits though, all of a sudden I get this notice that um, they're streaming. They're going to stream for half an hour, right? So I'm like, all right, let's check it out. And of course, here's, they do this DJ set for half an hour. And I'm thinking, well, I'm stuck at home probably during this half an hour, I should get up and kind of move around. It's, it would be a good thing to kind of make this the thing. And then they started saying, we're going to do this every day. And I'm like, we're going to do this every day until the pandemic is over. And we're like, yay, because at that time, we all thought we'd be done in four weeks, right? We'd be like two weeks for home and then we're going to be done. Well, then that starts to happen every day. And if I don't catch it live, so um, I live on the West Coast. So if it's on at 10 o'clock, I, I would just get the Instagram repeat, right? And watch it while I was making lunch. And that was just kind of like, oh, I can bounce around. And, um, you know, and of course, in these spaces now, there's chats that are going along the side of things. And I don't remember when they made the switch to Twitch. Like they were, I was primarily watching them in Instagram initially, but then they went over to Twitch and then you're over in the Twitch space, right? So Twitch is known mostly for gaming, like people gaming streams, but there's, they're doing this thing now with, you know, music and, um, that was going on. And then every once in a while, like sometime in the summer, Oh, so it must be, it was two years ago, Monday, this coming Monday, because it's a two-year anniversary. Someone started a Zoom room, like just flipped up a Zoom room and said, come in and listen to the set and dance, right? And of course, I'm on Zoom all day long. Like we're in the midst of the pandemic, trying to, you know, reach schools, just trying to manage. It's still that early part of it. And I remember going in there one day and I'm like, all the mute, all the audio it's off because ideally you're just listening from your own stream because otherwise it gets distorted but there's people dancing. There's like 50 people dancing. And I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> like on it, like I'm just sitting here all day. Like I, what I'm going to dance on camera. This is not going to happen. Right. So, um, I pop out of there 
you know, and every once in a while I'd lurk because, you know, I'm curious and I've always been curious about online communities. I've been part of them back in the day when it was IRC, you know, using that news groups. It's kind of like you can see how they evolve and they kind of follow a thing as they evolve. But um, sometime in November, so this is now November of 2020, and this is around the time I'm applying for the job, right, of, that I'm doing right now. I was still working for the state and I was working on a policy brief. And I remember them saying in the chat, this thing is 24 seven. And I thought, well, what happens when there's not a stream? So I pop in there and there's 14 people and it's like walking into a coffee shop or a bar and you start talking to people and you realize you have a connection, right? So in the middle of the pandemic and it was dark, you know what it's like, it gets dark here in the winter really um, like early and everything else and it's just pitch black and you start to pop in and then you start to talk to people and do all this stuff. So the crazy thing is the following May, I think we were all itching to like travel again and do stuff and, and everything else. So we, uh, some folks on the West Coast, um, there's an artist called LPGOB that tours with Sophie Toker. So, I mean, she does it on her own, but they were touring, uh, she's toured with her and she's been shown on the stream. Like they're still streaming every day, right? Um, mind you, I should, I should preface this. I'm now in the Zoom rooms dancing, starting to get comfortable dancing. You know what I mean? Like you start to become part of the community when they're actually doing the community community stuff. Um, in May, we a bunch of us go to San Francisco to see LP do a, a set on a rooftop. We figure it's safe, we're outdoors, it's gonna be a small venue. Um, and during that thing, one, it was weird. It was my first trip. I drove down because I needed to be in my car um, with nobody talking to me on the phone uh, for a while. And um, it was a little strange to be with people. It was very overwhelming just because you're with people again, there's like 70 people and you're like, oh my gosh. Um, but it was people that I knew and I had just spent, you know, probably eight months with. It was kind of a strange, like, but again, it's like like online community when people get together finally in person, it's not like you miss anything. There's just this physicality that happens. But um, I remember going that first night that the trip, we were there for the whole weekend, going to a house party, like someone's house. And there's, my friend Brandon there DJing and they're, you know, there's, there's like three people that are swapping in and out. And of course I come over and being the curious person, I'm like, help me understand what all these buttons do. You're up there. And what's all this stuff. I don't understand. Like what is, what is so much going on that you have to do this? Like, help me understand. And of course at first he's like, don't touch anything. And then he finally said, okay, fine. You can touch the sample pad, which, you know, you can do samples, you know, like you hit a button and it does a voice or it does a sound or whatever. So he let me do that. And then um, two days later, we happened to be in another friend's apartment who happens to live in uh, San Francisco. There's only four of us. And he has a larger um, DJ setup, like a deck as they call it, right? Uh, a controller. And um, I said, Brandon, help me understand really what you do. Cause there's a technical aspect to it. That's what I think attracts me also. I mean, it's the music I love, but if you can understand like the sound waves and everything else and how you're mixing in and what the buttons start to do, you're like, oh, I get it. So there's patterns here and I can do this and X, Y, and Z. So Brandon and I spent that night, the first three hours he did left, he showed me how to mix from the right. So we would just kind of be doing these things and playing music and having you know fun. And then the last hour he says, you should do it yourself. So that's what I did for the last hour. And it is so like that state of flow that you just get into it and you lose all track of time, right? Like all of a sudden, and that to me was like, oh, this, I can see where this is. And then of course I make the joke, like, oh, I'm not gonna DJ, this was fun, but ha ha ha. And uh, another friend that was with us said, famous last words, Julia, right? Like 
you're good at this. And Brandon, who had also just started DJing probably six or eight months prior to that, um, talk about somebody like, you know, that arrives like as a, like a learner, as a mentor, he's kind of like nudging me, like, you know, you, you should be, you, sh you did really well. I said, oh, you're just saying that, you know, we were having a good time. He goes, no, you, I can tell by what you're picking that you understand like the mood and the tone and the energy of songs um, and everything else. And, and I have always had, like I said, playlists, but I've also, also said to myself, occasionally like, a song we play, I'm like, well, that'd be interesting if I mix Britney Spears into here. Right. Like, and if I could do it myself, I could fool around. Right. So I thought, oh, that's kind of neat. And I was about to like turn a big birthday and it was like, okay, so maybe I should just buy a controller and see what happens. I can kind of mess around. And that's what ended up happening. So I was planning on buying a controller. Well, one, I was trying to figure out which one I wanted, like what, what would be acceptable for me to play on and you know, how much do you invest? Cause you can get a small controller for 200 bucks. You can spend thousands of dollars. Um, I love the color orange and I was looking at this particular model from Pioneer and all of a sudden, and we had, I had been in the Zoom room, right? That night or whatever, and talking with my little group of friends. So like the Zoom room has about 70 people that are regulars, but then you have breakout rooms. I learned a lot about Zoom, even just how to use Zoom in terms of like facilitating conversations and group stuff from the Sophie Tucker thing. So they have these open rooms all the time. We joked around, it was the DJ lounge, but we affectionately called it the back porch because sometimes we just log in and then we just go. Like you wouldn't even say hello to people in the front space. You'd be like, see ya. But this group of 15 of us really got to know each other um, and everything else. And one of them actually turned 50 also during the pandemic and did a 51 hour stream. And that's where I think we really gelled because we were all on that weekend hanging out, you know, for two days, three days. So um, we, I had just been talking about how I wanted orange headphones. Like what kind of headphones should I get? What should I get? Um, uh, Irwin, whose decks I was on in May, sends me a message saying, hey, Pioneer just came out with this limited edition controller, half of it's orange. Literally, it took me 60 seconds to buy it. Like I didn't even think twice. I'm like, there's a sign from God that I need to buy this controller. It's in, it's half the color that I love. And, and, and that's what I did. And it showed up in July unpack it. And then you just trying to figure out all, I feel like you're going to be a sound tech when this is all done too, right? Like how does the audio work in your stuff? How do I get it do? Doo -doo -doo. You know, how do you get your music on here? So it was basically two or three months of just kind of tinkering. And then, um, I don't know what possessed me. I was doing them in zooms. So I was like piping music into zoom. That's where I started. Like, okay, can I do this video thing? Still a little apprehensive. And then sometime in October, I said, well, what the hell? I'm just going to go and learn out loud because as you know, and I think as you, you know, there's a group of us that talk about like, it has to be transparent, right? We just don't become experts. So I'm just going to do it and we'll see what happens. And there would be times where Brandon would give me a challenge like, hey, today, don't have your auto sync buttons on, just do it by ears. I mean, he was great for giving me these little quests that just stretched me just a little bit to try something. And I would try something in front of folks because I also wanted to not, what is it, create a space where it was safe to fail in front of everybody. So even if I messed up, it wouldn't be like this big, you know, embarrassing kind of thing, like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. It's kind of more like, oh, well, this is part of my shtick and everything else. So it kind of stuck. Um, and then all of a sudden, the next thing I know, you know, you start getting technical with the overlays and everything else and cameras and and then you kind of out yourself that you're doing this and then you end up doing it for your association as a social, like it's kind of this weird thing, but it's a progression of getting there and I can see my own progression as a learner, 
and everything else. But I stream, I joined actually a female DJ collective. So Twitch has been doing some stuff to help get more underrepresented um, folks um, in the space and also kind of expand their music. And um, that group helped me every week with like little challenges again, right? It's like those little quests of things. And uh, one of the things they talked about is being consistent. It's almost like a TV show, right? You want to be on at the same time and people will show up. You know what I mean? And you don't want to go too long. They, you know, if you're always doing two hours, you don't want to do 30 minutes and then freak everybody out because it's like your favorite TV show. So that's kind of what I did. And I found that Fridays worked for me because that was the night that maybe usually I wasn't traveling or whatever. But yeah, Friday nights I mix. And sometimes it's new music. I have to tell you the last month though, I haven't really had a chance to prep my playlist. So that's, it's been more open format, which has been a challenge too, because you're doing it on the fly, um, but it's still fun. And then I've been meeting up with obviously folks from Sophie Tucker and we've done some back-to-backs and then just getting better at it. I mean, that's really what the thing is. So, I mean, yeah, that's how I started DJing. And of course, Pedersen, who we know, um, loves it. I don't know why he does. He always, you know, he's, he's, in my, he'll be in the stream um, doing stuff. And I know he's doing it because he's, he's <laughs> proud of the fact that I'm out there kind of doing it. Cause it is also putting yourself out there, right? Like here yeah. I am doing this and then I'm doing this and it's kind of a scary thing. And clubbing has sort of a strange uh, connotation to it. Like, oh, there, everybody's like, you know, like ravers, but it's not raving necessarily. <laughs> I'm not raving on, on stream or anything, but you have like your stick. Like I wear trucker hats and, you know, I'll eat popsicles on stream. People can cash in their channel points and have me eat a popsicle because I'll eat a popsicle on a Friday night anyway and stream with it in my mind, you know, like, because you have to, it's like you're mixing music, but yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Well, and I can tell just as you're describing it, you're like, <laughs> kind of infectious. And, and that's kind of the point of this. I just, yeah. even if it's not a thing for me, I love it when people have found something that just resonates. So, but just talk a little bit more about, you, you, you touched on it a little bit, like the idea of flow and so forth, but like, yeah. What is it about DJing that you said, like, this is a thing, like, this is for me, this is the thing I want to do. So maybe just talk a little bit more about that. Like, what, what is it that makes it a thing for you? I think it's, well, one, it's the music, right? So house music has this beat per minute, right? That literally they say it's the same beat you have when you're walking, you're taking a, a walk, like, you know what I mean? A, not a stroll, but you're taking a walk. So it's kind of mimics this kind of life beat. Um, and that's always attracted me to that kind of music. Like, I don't like techno, cause I have my best friend will be like, well, it's you and your techno. I'm like, okay, I don't like techno. I like house music and having to explain the genre mix, like, cause techno to me is like having too much coffee. <laughs> Whereas then there's music like at 120, which still is pretty fast to me, feels like it's so slow. Like it's, it's kind of a strange thing. So I tend to be in a certain beach per minute range, right? That's where my sweet spot is. And there's something about it that gives me energy. Um, so there's already just that energy pull, right? And it's the music I like and playing around with the melodies and the bass lines and everything else or how somebody's put something together. Um, so that's already attractive, right? Right there that I'm playing with something that I already love. The technical aspects of DJing is interesting because you are looking for patterns. Like I, I can now DJ just by looking at wave patterns. I don't even have to know the song. I can tell where there's gonna be a vocal drop or there's gonna be something. So for me, there's this technical aspect. And when you're doing it, I mean, typically you play a song for about two and a half minutes. That's not a lot of time. You already have to be thinking about the next song. And if you're doing it on the fly, sometimes when you're doing open format, I have to be thinking about, okay, what song in here would sound good with this one if I don't have it ready to go. If you have a playlist, I can have a little bit more, I can relax a little bit more and, and like interact with 
sort of the audience, if you want to call it that with folks that are kind of tuned in. But if I don't, I'm in like trying to think of stuff and I can go about two and a half hours before I start to feel tired. Does it make sense? Like I can feel a little mental fatigue. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll be, we joke around. I'm sloppy with the transition um, because the goal is you're trying to really mix the music. So it doesn't sound like, like, it just sounds like it went right in. Like, you know what I mean? Like it just, you stitch it. So it's just, for me, it's the technical, the music I love. And it's for me, I love patterns. So it, there's something about patterns there too, or, and, and also just playing, you get a chance, like when you mix. So I did a, um, before I started DJing, doing it myself, I actually put together a playlist for my orange theory coach. Right. So she said, give me a playlist of things I could play in, in class. Cause she always plays a Sophie Tucker song for me. Cause she knows how much I love them. And uh, I said, okay, so I, you know, it's an hour class and I try to do this thing where you're high, high, high. And then you have a little, you start to, you know, kind of cool down. And I gave it to um, a friend who's in Toronto, right. To mix for me. And he mixed it for me. Right. And Dave has his own style. Well, then I gave it to another friend also named Dave and he mixed it completely differently. Right. So it's the same songs, but a different approach to it. And in some ways that's an interesting thing, right? Cause you can make it your own. You can have your own signature style, even though you're playing the same music. Um, and in some ways, I mean, if you think about it related to what we do, like in learning, like that's the same sort of thing. I get the same kind of content, but I, as the learner get to decide how I want to play with it and manipulate it and what really gets to me. Um, so I don't know. I think that's what that flow, get, I, I just get into it. And uh, yeah. I love it because you know, jobs can be stressful. The pandemic was stressful. It just gives my chance for my brain to like check out so where I'm not worrying about like, Oh, this and that I, you know, I have to concentrate and focus. And that has given me, I think a little reprieve when I certainly couldn't like you know, leave the house or do whatever. So that was a, um, an attractive thing about it too. And even when I'm not feeling like it, I still go up and try to do it. So I figured I could yeah, always that's... end this early. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I'm not feeling yeah. well, um, I can always end early, but I always like, Julie, you got to do it. You got to get practice in, you know what I mean? And it's important to show up. So, well, and it sounds like, you know, you've got this combination of some, uh, structure and constraints in how you want to perform it at the same time. What, what you also have talked about is this idea of community, right? Like that, the mm -hmm. people that you're with, like, cause that is, that ha has to be a big part of it is who is my audience and my audience from what you're describing are people who are cheering for you in a sense, right? Yep. They want you to succeed. They want you to do well. So this is not a competitive uh, arena, particularly it's more so, uh, a, you know, this, this idea of community. So maybe talk a little bit about like what you've found as far as community, because you've mentioned you have yep. got on airplanes to go be with people uh, <laughs> because of this, which is, which is, I mean, that says, that speaks volumes yep. about how significant that is. Well, it also, we went through sort of a traumatic experience together, if that makes any sense. The pandemic was something that is not, you know, we all were stuck at home and we were, we found a place to kind of be together around a certain topic and, and things like that. Um, what I love, of course, about the internet is it, I mean, sure, if I want a giant audience, I could probably do all those things and dedicate all my time to, you know, do that. But for me, it's just, it, again, it's showing up and for this what's nice about Twitch is if you want to show up for seven people, you can show up for seven people and that's who's your, who's there. Right. And it's not like saying, well, you don't have, you don't have enough. You can't enter. Right. It's like, here's a platform, go for it. 
Um, and you can find that across a lot of different applications, right? If you're a YouTuber or whatever, but I happen to just be on Twitch streaming. Um, what I found interesting about the folks that show up in my stream on a regular basis is some of it is Sophie Tuck from really from the Sophie Tucker community, right? Obviously, we all have supported each other. A lot of us have gone on to learn how to DJ, right? And and do it, which is a kind of a neat phenomenon out of the whole thing. Like, oh, you can do this too. Um, and you just have to put in the time and, and the effort to do it. I do have people that I know in real life though that are now in my Twitch stream, right? So um, that's been an interesting thing because when I look at the people that do show up, it's it's from my friend, Darren in, in New York, who I used to go clubbing with. Like he knows, he'll be like, are we staying out to four o'clock in the morning? Cause that's what we did as kids. You know what I mean? We were in our twenties um, doing that. So he, again, it's that love of that music, right? So it's like, here he shows up and how to show him how to get on Twitch initially, but now he's on on Friday nights and shows up and you know, he's got a twin and you know, they, they're talking to me all the time. So it's funny cause he'll drop stories in there about me, like as a, you know, dancing the night away or whatever. And then I have folks that I've known from my IRC days that I'm still friends with that show up. Um, you know, I post it to my Facebook groups so of people do that. I don't know. I only know the people that are in my chat stream, right? There are people that can view you without ever chatting. I don't, I don't know who those people are, but then later on I find out like, oh, I saw you and I was watching for about four hours. And I'm like, oh my God, like I totally forgot that there's, a, there's other people that aren't even interacting with me that are paying attention. I was, I was one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> but it really depends on the music, right? Sometimes I try to like, you know, promotions a little bit of it, but I also want to give people a preview of what's happening. So sometimes I'm in the funky house, which is if you like disco, old disco classics, they remix or old pop songs, they remix um, and having fun with that. Or you can go straight house. There's a genre called tech house, which is sort of like if house and techno had a baby, it's a little bit faster, a little bit deeper uh, baseline, less um, R&B-ish. So just trying to play that kind of music. And, and there are certain songs that I've been known for playing or requesting if I've been in other people's chat stream, stream, stream. So when a song comes on, someone will be like, this is a totally a Julia song, right? Because they just know me from always nice. yeah. doing stuff and things like that. So um, yeah, the community is important. I mean, and, and we all try to support each other, if that makes any sense. So you, you kind of hang out in other people's Twitch streams or you you can host other channels. So if somebody comes to my channel and I'm not streaming, I could be showing someone else's channel. You know what I mean? So you kind of, it's, you're in it together. I don't think, I don't feel so competition-y because you really have to find your audience. The people, it's almost like your tribes, right? Like the people that want to watch you will watch you. You know, why I don't want to play anything that I don't like playing because that would be, yeah. you wouldn't be into it and it would be disingenuous, right? In terms of the energy that I would put out there, so. Um, but the community has been important. Like I'm still connected to a lot of my Sophie Tucker folks um, and everything else. So, yeah, but it's been, so, my, my audience has shown up is like, it's a mix of folks. So it's like, yeah, this is weird, but it's cool. Yeah. Way. Well, and yeah, and, and sort of one last question, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave room in case you have something else. But I know you mentioned, uh, oh, you can see how it parallels to, you know, to learning in general. And, and I've always asked people this, like, when you do this thing, do you think about how this either, I don't want to say helps you, but connects to your, to your job as an educator, or is this primarily, which I mean, I, I know it's, it can be both, but primarily like this is just an escape, like it's so far removed and I do it as a way to get away from that thing. So I, I just wonder if, if, if you sort of see it, 
And if you don't have a connection to it, that's fine. You can say like, yeah, no, I don't even think about this. But have you, are there things that you're learning, whether it's about flow, whether it's about uh, personal, like you've, you've touched on things that I feel like I could extract from it, but I yeah. don't want to put words in your mouth if, if you right. don't feel like that I see those connections to, right. to the work that I do. I think I always am thinking about, I'm not always thinking about it. It doesn't make sense. It's not always forefront, but I identify myself as a learner, right? And even getting on the decks. And, and of course, you know, I just turned 50, right? Club 50 in some ways. And the idea of someone 50 year old learning like something like this, which seems to be very much a young person's kind of thing, which it's not, I mean, there's all ages, but that's typically what is seen um, by other folks. Um, is it kind of a scary thing, but it's also like, how do I, how do I put myself out there? I mean, and, 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 and not be afraid to show that I don't know something, right? I think you're in some ways I think about, am I modeling learning, right? Am I modeling the fact that it's not this thing and you have to come out because I don't want like my kid to feel like she has to be perfect every single time she comes out. It's like, no, there's an opportunity to just learn and, and play and mix. You know, I think about Gary and the idea of play um, and some of it's play, right? Like I can, Brandon will pop into my stream and he's like, cause he can, I have a deck cam so you can actually see my hands. It looks very zoom like because it just of the setup that I have. And uh, he can see what I'm doing with my hands. He can totally tell how I'm mixing and he'll say on the fly, try this. And I'll be like, all right, we're going to try it. Like I'm like, there's a, um, it's embraced to try things versus oh my God, you just totally messed up, right? And if I messed up, I'm like, I had, I think I had the power cut out or something on the thing. I'm like, okay, there we go. We'll figure it out and we'll be back. You know, like it's it's just being more transparent about it. And it's not a bad thing to try things, right? The, it's the failure. It's the, it's the idea that you can fail in front of people and it's not going to kill you <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, but I think about how, again, like music gets mixed differently. I might mix a song differently than somebody else, but it's still the same song and it's, just if it appeals to you, I think that's what's important. And if it's passionate, um, I mean, I like the fact that it, my brain does take a break, but I think in anything I've done, even when I played World of Warcraft, I was thinking about how is this like a learning environment? How can we set this up? How, what kind of things make me feel good about this that could be somewhere else? You know what I mean? And um, I think about the math sometimes, like I am doing always eight and 16 math when I am trying to figure out where I'm going to mix a song, right? Because that house music is pretty four by four, right? Like it's pretty um, a standard, you know, at 32, you probably have this and at 64 is this. And like, you, you can kind of construct a song pretty easily. Um, but I'm doing math, especially when I get out to like the 120s, it's like, okay, 130. I mean, like I'm literally doing math. And I'm thinking how much math, like if somebody like needed to learn like multiples, here's a way to do it right here. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that sort of thing. Um, I'm sure when things get a little more fancy, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to figure out how that, but sound, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like, how do I play with the sound? Um, you know, the mids and the highs and the lows and, you know, how, when do you echo out and stuff like that? So it's just an interesting, for me, it's the technical, but it's a, a thing that's bringing it to life. Right. Like yeah. I get to mix two songs together that maybe somebody didn't think about mixing. Um, and it's fun. I mean, I think, yeah, I, the, the, the reality of it is, and, and, and we just need to get better at acknowledging, it's all learning. Learning is happening all the time. And, and so the fact that yep. we, we think about school learning is somehow different is, is a little bit silly. Um, like it's all learning and we're learning all the time and, and, and that's never going to, that's never going to stop. 
it's just I, I think what what I'm finding fascinating about this is how many elements are in place to make learning this really powerful, uh, engaging experience, right? Like it's just I mean, just and I think even I think even about sort of this idea of, you know, you've, you know, wherever you see yourself in the DJ world, I'm sure you don't see yourself as the world's foremost DJ. At the same time, um, you know, your learning might be a little bit more incremental now as you've sort of like always big learning probably at the beginning, did I know zero, now I know quite a bit. And and so I'm adding little bits of, oh, I add this element to, uh, to my, the experience and I can add that. And, and I can also choose, you know, just to say, well, let me just, let me just, um, get better at the things that I've done as opposed to adding something new, like all of those kind of elements. And, and you just sound so empowered as a learner to be able to make those choices, like when it's right for you and, and when it's not. And, uh, so I, I just like, I, I love that. I love the story. I think it's, I think it's fascinating. And, and the fact that you're doing it out in open public is, I mean, I like, like you're talking to people every day in your work about about these kinds of things yeah. and i think just be able to say like look look what i'm doing this kind of looks crazy but i mean that's how you do it that's how you do it you put yourself out there and you show people and yeah and i'll be stories. like and, and and there's a lot of actually um educators that i know that are djing you know what i mean like so it's 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 fun to talk to them I, there's a middle school teacher in california that djs and um you know talk to her about what she does she's a i think she's a health and pe teacher so you know how she's incorporating things like that she actually goes for a walk with her set on sunday morning she straps on a little dj set and goes out cool. into the world um has speakers on her back and all that kind of stuff so it's kind of you know it's, it's just it's interesting the people that i'm meeting through here um and we all have that sort of well we all love that type of music right you know we showed up on tuesday nights in our zoom room to listen to sophie tucker spin for two hours for house tuesdays you know and that was something i look forward to like during the pandemic but it's almost like we've taken it does it make sense and and they've given us the gift in some ways to say it was okay. the permission i want to say like hey it's okay go do this fool around yourselves you know what i mean and um you know and there's this just this community that's supportive of that so it's kind of cool you know what i mean like i feel like I keep thinking like there's a bunch of us that are over 50 we could actually do it like they call it a raid train when you have one person another person you kind of go into each stream like i'm like we could do a club 50 raid train very easily um if we wanted to but um yeah it's been it's been it's been a lot of fun and it's it's been fun talking to Pedersen about it right well he always requests the same song so i always have to figure out where i have to put that song in there but um no it is about learning out loud and making it okay you know what i mean and that you learn new things and who knows i i don't know how long i'm going to do this it could be for a long time. It could be for another two years and I put it away. Yeah. Um, it's okay. No, it's okay. But it's so Part crazy it. to think about the technology though, because I always think about the, like when I'm putting together a little promotional flyer, right? Like just going to post something like I go into Canva now and what would have taken me like hours and like a, probably like two courses in Adobe Photoshop. It takes me like five minutes boom, 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 and out the door. And like, like, the technology is so accessible in some ways. I mean, and and it, there's pros and cons to that, right? Like, do people understand what goes behind it in order, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Maybe that doesn't matter at a certain level, right? Like I can do it and put it out there and, you know, engage with folks. Um, even with the DJing, like for me to get on Twitch, I had to invest in some things. I got, um, I have an audio interface just because it makes it easier with the sound, trying to manage the sound. But you plug in a thing and you're on, like you're, yeah, you know, that's kind of crazy to think about, like even 10 years ago. 
it would be complicated. Absolutely. I mean, I think I think it does it does sort of once again showcase the fact that technology can be this transformative thing that allows us to do things that previously weren't possible, right? right. Because who could do who could do some of this stuff and who I mean, I think the whole idea of music in general, people people really, you know, thought of music as, you know, musicians who played physical instruments, which absolutely that that remains an important thing, but there's so many other offshoots of that now with tools like GarageBand or something where people can make their own music and they can do it and and they didn't have those tools before so um you literally get I, to have your own tv show I mean like think about YouTube yeah, or like yeah, Twitch or whatever Twitch. I mean like Absolutely. literally I have a, a set every Friday night it's a show for two and a half hours um not always a very good show because I just bounce around I mean I would prefer just to have some video other video playing and I could just be in the back playing music but you know you're still in in there and everything else because you realize after you watch sometimes playback, you're like, oh God, I touch my nose a lot. What is that all about? You know, like, um, but it's so easy to to do it that I'm, I think about um, when ISTE was neck, right? Back in the day, um, there was a keynote by uh, David Weinberger who did Clue Train Manifesto. And his keynote- One of most that, seminal, one of most seminal, I wasn't at that one. I watched that live stream and it remains one of the most seminal- Right, like for me- like, I'm like, dude, got it. Like, it made so much sense about how he talked about there's no more gatekeepers, right? Like, when you were a kid, you had the encyclopedia and the only the things somebody made a decision what got put in there. And if I think he made the, the example, like, if you wanted to talk about deep fried Mars bars, now there's a Wikipedia page and you can become a community around that. And I so think about that. And then I think about Henry Jenkins paper around participatory culture and that you not only need the skills to actually connect, right, but you need the skills to participate. And that's that creation and affiliation and everything else so that you can go find your folks. You know what I mean? You can go find the people. Like, who knew that this community would grow around Sophie Tucker, right? And they got stuck in quarantine, too, and that's how they were dealing with it. And the strange thing is they know who we are. Like they've come into the Zoom room, they talk about the Zoom room, and they, I mean, and they talk about that, they, they call them the freak fam. It's just, it's weird in some ways because you're so close. I feel like I went down this rabbit hole, became this super fan of this group, and I'm never coming out of this rabbit hole in some ways. Like it's it's so part of my life now um, and will be, right? The experience. So yeah, it's just an interesting uh, thing that the pandemic brought me in essence, right? But it, it also made me fall back in love with the music, if that makes any sense. Like I, I've always loved it, but I really have fallen back in love with it again. And, and that's fun to kind of be listening to stuff and tagging things and, you know, like putting things back again and trying to figure it out or finding kind of cool remixes of things. I have a great one of Blinded by the Light, a great remix of that song. So, uh, but I played it the other day. We were doing a live. Uh, we were in a, so Sophie Tucker got canceled in Toronto. And I, um, one of the folks that lives in the city rented out his rec room at his condo and we all congregated there because there was no show, right? So there was about 30 of us that came together to see them and the show got canceled. And uh, one of them brought their deck and we got on and she was streaming live and we were all taking turns, those of us that were mixing, mixing. And I remember putting that song on and some people were like, what's this music? But then there's other people that like, you know, you're totally, it's Gen X versus everybody else in some ways. Like, okay. And it was funny because I realized then like who my audience was. It was, not, it's not the young people. It's my people. And, and my is people. it wrapped up like a deuce? What is it? It's a deuce. It's like a deuce. A, yes. And even in the song, it sounds funny because it's the same thing, but there's been some great remixes of things. Like I was just be like, who put those things together? But now you can, you know, you get to 
if you wanted to do it yourself, you could. I suppose I could be a music producer if I really wanted to. I don't know if that's what I want to go down, but anyway, no, it's been a great experience and uh, um, I'm going to continue to do it. Well, I, I appreciate the time and I wanted to hear your story and, and it's, a, it's a cool one. And I think there's so many things and I'll be sure to share it with other people because I think it's I think there's lots of really neat stuff in there. So I appreciate yeah. that. It would be interesting to see what people did during the pandemic, right? The, the yeah. hobbies they picked up and sure. and things like that. Pandemic hobbies. Yeah, this is a cool one. So thanks for yeah. thanks for sharing it. Thanks, Dean, for having me.